Hello everyone, welcome back to our take on it. And today's topic, we're going to continue on a spiritual path and we're going to tie this into aging. What does it mean in today's society to age gracefully? Now, there are so many different communities out there that promotes aging in different aspects. There's the BBL community, there's the Botox community, there's the, the gray community, then there's the gym community, and then there's the health food community. And taking care of our body, it seems to be one of the hardest thing for us to do because we fluctuate so much on so many different levels based on whatever it is that's going on in our lives. Sometimes we gain, we lose. We don't know how to keep a consistency in terms of aging gracefully. But I'm going to tell you something. Even though you're Christian, whether you're a believer or non-believer, physical training is important because 1 Timothy 4, it talks about that. God promoted physical training, but, and let me reiterate this, but godliness trumps them all. So you can't be physically looking good and spiritually damaged. That, that It doesn't work like that. It, it's a holistic approach to this aging thing. Aging is a holistic approach. It's not just about getting the healthy food or going to the gym to five days, seven days a week or doing this and doing that. It's also getting that spiritual nutrient into your body to create that balance in order for you to age gracefully. Now, we have a community for the BBL. We have a community for the Botox. We have a community for what else? Well, just about everything you can think of. Yeah. But I love the direction you're going because I can give some scripture references here that, that really say it so beautifully. Number one, a happy heart is good medicine and a cheerful mind works healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. <laughs> so the Bible says that right yeah. away. You know, that if you are a happy, content person spiritually, you're going to age beautifully. Yeah. It's going to show in how you present yourself to the world. Yeah. So this is what the Bible does is it literally dissects how parts of the body, the health in each part contributes to the beauty of the whole. Mm -hmm. And that's how aging is looked at. Because it's a holistic approach. It's a holistic approach. And yes. here's a great one. I don't give food a place in my life that is out of balance because God said food is intended for the stomach and the stomach for food. But God will finally end the functions of both and bring them to nothing. So in mm -hmm. other words, we're not supposed to be gluttonous. We're not supposed to eat, you know, to the point where we throw our natural body frame out of context. Yeah. So, I mean, the Bible says this. So, I mean, here we are. We're in a world where I don't even know how people do it, but it's just lifestyle that you just put the wrong things into your body. So you're not going to get a positive outcome. You just drew attention to exercise. It's very important. But let's face it. You can't hit the gym and have a Big Mac. A half hour after that. Okay. I did that. <laughs> it just doesn't go together. You know what I mean? The, the truth is that I'm not saying that fast food doesn't have a place. I live by the 80-20 rule. Yeah. I eat good 80% of the time and 20% of the time I chuck it out. Yeah. And if I feel like that pizza or if I feel like that uh, donut stop or... Well, I you haven't like gained an inch since I've known you for the last 10 and a half years. Like your body is on stilt. <laughs> Well, you know me, I, I, you, you drive a little bit more than I do yeah. and I walk a lot. So yeah. I think walking is a very it good really physical does. activity. It really so does. So I think that makes a difference because I am a good eater. I mean, I do. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. So I, I don't 
you know, sacrifice any kind of meal or anything I do eat. But at the same time, I think as I'm getting older, I have learned to appreciate the fact that um, to be healthy, I don't like to feel bloated. Yeah. So I know when I've overeaten that if I feel that sluggishness, like I want to take a nap in the middle of the day mm -hmm. or I don't have the same sort of energy to do the things I want to do, mm -hmm. then I realize that I may have taken too much in at that particular setting. Mm -hmm. So I also say to myself, and particularly before you go to bed, the dinner should actually be your smallest meal of the day. Mm -hmm. Eat a lot at breakfast and have a good lunch. But by the time it's after six o'clock, that's the worst time to eat a lot of your food. Yeah. So the Bible mentions all these kind of things you yeah. know, about balance and uh, discernment. There's that famous word again, how to discern a good outcome for yourself. Yeah. Our earthly bodies become weary as we age, and you may also notice aches and pains. So take comfort in knowing the Lord shall renew your strength. Now, a quote, I love this scripture by Isaiah 40, 31. He says, then they'll soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not grow tired. And you know, sometimes when I'm on that treadmill and, I, and I'm clocked into my, my, my spiritual you know, motivation, whether it's a music or a, or a prayer or a preaching. I keep repeating that because when I, I always challenge myself, I want to run for a good 10 minutes without stopping. Yeah. And I said, God, let me run and not be weary. Let me walk and not faint. Give me wings like eagles. Let me mount up. Let me soar. And for some reason, it's almost like I've passed my 10 minutes and didn't realize it. Yeah. Or I pray while I'm running. And I realized, hey, I'm 15 minutes in and it's only 10 minutes I really wanted. And ever since I've known you, you're always a muscular person. Yeah. You're much better at that than I am because you have been a runner for many years. Yes. And you can run a great long distance, you know, whether somebody is chasing you. or I know. I'm like the Serena just, Williams of my time. Yeah, you're, you're, you're really good. But you, you've always had those Michelle Obama type of arms, you know what I mean, that you can really do that. So, you know, in your own way, you are following the lead of that. And yeah. You have um, a very, very cheerful personality, as we've talked about. And I'm sure our listeners will agree that your voice, you know, it has energy, it has encouragement. Oh, thank and you. it has a lot of enlightenment in it, you know. And I think that shows in your face and it shows it in how you approach people. You know, whether you're hugging your son or just coming up to a stranger, right away you give off that that vibe, you know. And all of these things are all to do with, with how you come into your own. It really does. And I think does. that's what aging is. I think you it know? does. Yeah, it's not some ridiculous competitive, I have to be my teenage daughter, you know, and if she has to get into you know, a pair of leggings like a sausage, I'm going to get into them too. You know, no, it's, it's not about that. It's about carrying yourself a certain way and feeling good on the inside. Yeah. I think it really is a mind-body connection. It is. Sure. You know, and I want to draw attention to Psalms 90. As you know, David always speak about everything under the sun. And he also talked about aging. And, you know, Psalms 90.10 says, 70 years are given to us. So you remember, you know, the longest person was, I, th I can't remember his name, but he lived for 900. Oh, Matusala. Yes. Yeah. 996 years or 69 yeah. years. Yeah. That was the oldest. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you know, man's age has been declining. And right now it's declined to the point now where we're only going to live to 70. And if we pass 70, they say it's the best in three scores, right? Yeah. And so David is saying here, 70 years are given to us. Some even live to 80. But even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we fly away. And when I look at people in the hospitals or in nursing homes, and 
Sometimes, yes, they look healthy. They don't even look the age, but the pain that they're in is unbearable. Yeah. You know, and which, and this is the thing, like, and you don't even have to right now, you don't even have to be aging to be in pain. You wake up today and before you know it, something is out of alignment and you're in pain and that pain could be a long-term chronic pain. It could yes. be chronic, you know, last for a lifetime. You never get better. Mm-hmm. And so even with that, God still wants us to take really good care of ourselves, right? Also, if we go back to the days of, of Noah, the flood, you know, um, Genesis 6 verse 3 says, then the Lord said, my spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. Now, that was even before David days that he promised that. And then he changed and he's like, no, you know what? 1780. Yeah, that's what we're going to leave you at. Yeah. And so like the oldest person right now, the other day in, uh, I forgot what country it was, Honduras or one of those places. She was 115 years old and she looks really good. Yeah. I mean, we've been making a big uh, reference here in Canada, like Hazel McCallion. She was the mayor of uh, Brampton, which is a city here in uh, the West End of, mm-hmm. of Toronto. And she lived to be 101 years old. And this woman was working right up till she was 99. That's when she mm-hmm. left the um, provincial area, you know, that, that she was advising. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she just kept going and going. And I think this is what makes life so interesting. And again, another scriptural reference, my body is the temple, the very sanctuary yes. of, of the Holy Spirit who lives within me, whom I have received as a gift from God. I'm not my own. I was bought with a price. Purchased with a preciousness and Amen. Made, made his own. That's First Corinthians six nineteen to twenty. Mm-hmm. Great scriptures that, that draw attention. And here's another one: I will live a balanced life because God's word states that if we are not well balanced, we open a door for Satan to come in and devour us. Yes, that is first that is Peter so true. Five eight. Yes, and, and it's all true because it it really is saying that again. We come back to this is why we're focusing on the Bible and really trying to go through its context. To show our readers the power that's in it and, and really to hopefully encourage people to pick up their Bible and mm-hmm. learn more of the message that transcends so many of our problems, you know, that we're putting resources into that we're not solving. But maybe we could solve it by going back to the origins of, of biblical uh, knowledge. Exactly. You know, like the other day I was, I researched how many people per year does plastic surgery and the numbers were staggering. 15.8 million people go through plastic surgery every year. The majority of it is just cosmetic surgery. Cosmetic surgery. We're talking about the BBLs, the, the breast lift, the face reconstruction. And it's just, it's just crazy. Some of them don't even make it. And we don't hear about the numbers that die on the, on the operation table. And that is what... You know, the media wouldn't talk about, but they encourage you, go and fix yourself. And who am I to, nobody's perfect. We all have something about us that we wish, oh, it was a little different, but that's what makes us special. That's what makes us unique. Cause if everybody looked the same, we wouldn't even know who to differentiate from. Right. I mean, I have a, a wide nose. You have a straight nose, right? You have a lighter complexion. I have a darker complexion. We're both tall. You have a slender body. I have a muscular body, but that's, how people tell, oh, that's Jackie and that's Deborah. Yeah. But if I go now and I said, doctor, I want to look exactly like Jackie. She's just too flawless. This is not fair. God did a 
banged up job on my face and my body. And the doctor looks at me and he looks a picture of Jackie and he tried to make me look like Jackie. And I come out look like Frankenstein's wife. This is not Jackie. And it just goes to show why try to compete? Why try to look like somebody else when you, you can't even look like yourself? You don't even know who you are much less to go and try to look like somebody else. First find out the beauty is, and that's why I said beauty is skin deep. Very true. It's not on the outside. So when people say to me, oh, you're so beautiful, I don't even take that. I don't even take that as a compliment anymore. Why? Because they're looking at me physically and tell me I'm beautiful. I could be a horrible person on the inside, but they don't see that. I Unt totally agree. You I, know, you get a lot of references, you yeah. know, especially sexual references. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, you're so hot. You're so this. That's just crap. With yeah. All due respect. That's not the way you should identify somebody. That just means you're missing the point completely. Yeah. You know, because you're just making a superficial judgment. That's not... It's like a window shopper. Yeah. Yeah, I see that dress in the window. It looks so good on the mannequin. But when I try it on, it doesn't give me the same effect. Yeah. Right? And that's exactly what people do. They look at you, they see your physique, and they judge you. And of course, a lot of people, in order to get to know someone, they have to see that attraction. Something about that person have to attract them yes. in order for them to get close to you, to get to know the real you. Yeah. And when the real you come alive, it's like, whoa... The outside doesn't match the inside. Let me step back here. Yeah. But there are people who are just as beautiful on the outside as they are on the inside and vice versa. Yes. So if your true beauty comes with the compliments from the physical, that is skin deep. That fades. That can change. You can just walk down the street. You get hit by a car and you end up in a wheelchair. They no longer see you as beautiful. They see you as a liability now. Now you, you just part of you is not working. Yeah. Right. But then there's this sweetness, this compassion, this love, this everything that is so beautiful, this humility about you that sits on the inside waiting for somebody to discover it. But nobody's going to take the time to come and do that because the physical doesn't attract them to come close to get the inside. Exactly. And, and so you aged by yourself away. Without people really knowing who you are. Yeah. You know, and you, you start seeing the light grays coming in your hair. I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting old. No, for every gray hair that you've earned, that's everything that you've done right. I want to say that. Every gray hair that you see peek out of your head, that is something you've done right. Because that comes with wisdom. It comes with knowledge. Wisdom is the tree of life. And that's how God created everything. God created everything in his wisdom and he created and he, and he made everything from knowledge. And that is up here. It's in your head. It's in your mind. And your hair tells that. And also when you see a gray hair on your head, just also know that that's the amount of sin that you have committed too, because the sins that you've committed outnumbered the hair on your head. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, again, like I said in my first segment, when God gives us things, he gives us signs and he gives us examples. Yeah. But we don't really read into these things. We don't, we don't see the propheticness well, in let's, it. Let's just think about, though, how messed up the world is when it comes to this whole aging issue. Yeah. That you have young people that every single thing they do is to copy a celebrity yes. or somebody else's image of, you know, how they market themselves, mm -hmm. which is not real. It's, it's something that they put out there so that they can set a standard mm -hmm. or develop a trend or a following. Okay. And we don't know anything about these people when mm -hmm. they turn off, you know, the social media presence and most of them don't. So they can keep it going and continue to seduce you. Mm -hmm. But I mean, basically, you know, there's so many things that people emulate 
without even really knowing what their own feelings are about them. They just want to be someone else. And we even take a look at the LGBTQ community, those transgender people. A lot of them decide, if I'm a man, I feel like I'm a woman on the inside, and you go and you do this surgery and you become a woman, but then you're afraid to tell people that you are a man, and then you allow somebody to, to buy into what they see. They see you look like a woman, you're an attractive woman, and they get to know you and realize that you are not the real true thing right? The, the deception is real. Well, you know, you see these women walking down the street and she has a nice curve on the bottom and you're thinking, wow, well, God really did a number on you. Did he make you on the eighth day? Because the seventh day he rested, you know, and, <laughs> and, and then you go home with her, she takes off her clothes and you see all the straps and bolts and things that she has to unwrap herself in to present that look to you. Yeah. It, it's such a deceptive world. It is. It's very deceptive. And, and then we cannot age gracefully. Aging is not just getting old. It's, it's everything. It's a holistic approach. It's emotional. It's physical. You know, it's, it's, it's spiritual. It's everything. It is all pulled together. And when you mentioned the whole transgender issue, just briefly, again, the Bible says the body is not intended for sexual immorality, but it is intended for the Lord and the Lord for the body to save, to sanctify, and to raise it again. So again, we have scriptural references without going into any details. But to a certain extent, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And there are certain ways that people live that do not value the body that, that God gave us. Yeah. And we, ha we do have the power to make choices. And that's what we have to realize. Because those choices are either for good or bad, as we pointed out initially. And if you make the wrong choices, it does show up in how you present yourself, how you age, and, and, and just how you live in general. And, and, you know, just in summary, just remember your body is a temple and use your body to the will for the will of God, you know, abstain from things that is going to hurt you or harm you, you know, um, change your lifestyle if you need to, you know, Tr try to invest in yourself because you only have one body, you know, and that is a representation of who you are. The body is, the body is just a frame, but your soul I want to make that reference. Your soul is so much bigger than your body because without your soul, you're dead. You're cops. Mm -hmm. So I think what we need to do is take a look at our soul and be kind to our soul and pay attention to our soul because the body is just a frame that is operating. It's really, it's, it's not permanent. It's temporary. It is. Yeah. Very true. All right. My name is Deborah. And my name is Jackie.